Yeah, yeah. Uh. Underrated, underrated, we the underdogs, underestimated. Yeah. Underrated, underrated, we the underdogs, underestimated. We the one. We the one. Yeah, out of the darkness, I rose up. Golden my soul, it's a gold rush. Boys only, Digital Gumbo After Party, number five, episode 35. After Just, the party, it's the at the party. That's right, Drees and Nook. Um, Drees, when is the last time you went grocery shopping, man? And did you have any observations when you was in the grocery store? Hey, look, all right, no, I hadn't been grocery shopping in so long, but I went for the first time in forever this week. And I went not because I needed to go grocery shopping. I just wanted to get out the house. It was like a vacation. Like going to the grocery store was like, oh my God, this is where food comes from. <laughs> it don't come from like somebody who delivered it to your house. And you know, and and so I took my um my six-year-old son with me. And you know, we was masked up, we were safe and everything. We kept our distance. But like I, I didn't realize he hadn't seen people and food like like that in a long time in like almost a year you I mean think about it and so we going through the fruit and vegetable aisle he pointing to stuff he's like he's like pineapples <laughs> he was like apples <laughs> he was like peppers <laughs> we had to get apples peppers spinach he just put all kind of stuff in the cart just because he hadn't you know he hadn't seen it in that way and so it is it is like shopping at the grocery store it, it was this mundane task that you hated doing that you had to do every week or a couple of times a week. And somehow now it's turned into this outing or expedition for our family. So it's, it's weird, man. Man. So, you know, it's uh, me and Mrs. Nook and, um, you know, I go up to like, uh, you know, the gas station that's got like the little superette on it and the whole nine yards. But I did have to go into another store Man, it's like learning to drive. You got to go with the arrows this way on the carpet when you're inside the store. <laughs> yeah, I, I you, noticed that. I was all wrong with it, though, Nook. I was, man, I was going backwards. It's like doing the bus stop or the, the, the you know, like uh, some kind of, you know, like, uh, man, you know, any, some type of line that you can turn right here but not left here. And then you see something down the aisle, but you got to, like, wait to see if somebody else come up out the aisle and then when you check out, they got these boxes and it's got the X and the boxes is six feet apart. And then um, the last thing is, man, is that every store is like going to the uh, convenience store, like at the gas station at night, plexiglass. And what, what yep. did you say? And you, <laughs> yep. and, and, every, everything, like every grocery store is turned into the hood corner store because it's mm, got mm. glass everywhere. Plexiglass. Plexi, plexiglass, mass and it's, it's just uh, ridiculous, man. Okay, so what's been um, going on the internet is, what's the best ginger ale? Canada Dry, Seagram's, or Schweppes? What's your okay. go-to ginger ale? I, I'm going to tell you right here, they all garbage. They <laughs> all garbage. Canada Dry, Schweppes, and what's the other one? Uh, Seagram's. Seagram's, they all garbage. I love ginger ale. Ginger ale is one of my favorite things right and um the the ginger ale that i get that's the closest is gosling i get gosling ginger beer 
Okay. And so I use that to mix my drinks and everything. But I grew up in the South, right? Okay. And I grew up next to this town called Blenheim. So I grew up in a, in a county, in Marlboro County, South Carolina. And there's this small town called Blenheim. And they used to make Blenheim ginger ale there. Okay. And so like Blenheim ginger ale or ginger ale period was, was like a tonic, right? It was used for indigestion, other ailments. And they used to make their ginger ale from a spring that used to come up. The water used to come up from the ground, like, you know, pure and whatnot. And so that is my favorite ginger ale is Blenheim ginger ale. And it's, it's so spicy. Look, when you drink it, it makes you sneeze. That's oh, wow. like the, the, the bubbles tickle your nose so much. Like you'll, you'll sneeze with it. That's like and the got, real ginger. It's the, it's the real ginger. So like all of all those three that you name is like I I I I try not to drink them like in a pinch I might drink them but it's like this is like drinking water, so okay. I like the real ginger ale. What okay, about you? So, so now I grew up in upstate New York and we used to live across the street from the Canada Dry bottling plant. So yeah you know, like, yeah yeah. So, you know, like when the stores like, um, you know, they have people in the neighborhood and stuff, they would like um, have the little retail thing on the side. And if they got to know you, you know, they give you a little discount and stuff. But I grew up across the street from the Canada Dry plant. So I've been partial to Canada Dry. Um, also, our town in upstate New York was right on the Canadian border. So, you know, Canada Dry sort of had it on lock as far as everything's concerned. But I rediscovered Canada Dry as an adult because they came out with that cranberry ginger ale for Thanksgiving and they came yeah. out with that, that blackberry ginger ale for, um, for Christmas, that blackberry ginger ale, that's black people ginger ale. It's like the grape soda of ginger ale. Yeah. Now that's now I, I mess with that. That I mess with that. And the other one is they, um, ginger and, and lemonade. Yeah. Like those two, but if it's straight ginger ale, I'm going for something else, but those two mixes that you just said, can't nobody mess with that. <laughs> yeah, that cranberry, that blackberry, something else. Now, Schweppes, if I go to a high-end, you know, sort of spot where they're serving cocktails, they usually mix it with um, with uh, Seagram's, maybe sometimes Schweppes. Schweppes, Schweppes is, is, a, like, is a little, like, Canada Dry has a little little more bite to it. Schweppes is a little mellow. You know, I, I lived in Ohio for, for a minute, too, and um, they have Werner's ginger ale. Yeah. That was, like, yeah. what they drink out there. Which I, I I didn't feel that at all, but like that's their ginger ale, Verner's. Yeah, that golden ginger ale. Yeah, so they yep. had that. And then uh, in upstate New York, they had something called Hires Root Beer, H-I-R-E-S, Hires Root Beer. I think it was run by the same people that carry Verner's. So, yeah, yeah. All right, man. So we, we yep. Canada Dry. And, and give me that name of that ginger ale one more time. So it's Blenheim, Blenheim Ginger Ale. Okay. And dude, I, I tried to order some of that off of, uh, I was going to order off the internet because, you know, they don't keep it in stores. There's a couple of stores I found it in. And um, dude, they're trying to charge me like $50. I was like, what? <laughs> wasn't ginger ale, but it's good. Blenheim ginger ale. That's what's and, up. You know, they, they say, so the, you, know, a, you know, a conglomerate brought, you know, the Blenheim ginger ale. So it's not made uh, in a small town anymore, but it's, it's still good ginger ale. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, now you know these real estate prices is high out here, right? And um, one of the highest, uh, most expensive real estate markets is in San Francisco. So this man had this big Victorian house and um, you know it could cost you a million dollars for you know a one bedroom out there in um, San Francisco. That's probably, that's probably a deal. You we might get a studio. on that for a million dollars. 
Exactly. He might get a studio apartment uh, for a million dollars. Anyway, he loved his house. He didn't want to sell. He didn't want to rebuild. This guy moved his house. I think it was 20 blocks on a dolly, right? But to do this, he had to get like 15 city permits. They had to like cut down trees. They had to like take parking meters out and the whole nine yards. And they had to take street signs out, the overhead street signs and the whole nine yards. It took them like six hours and it was all downhill. So I had to go very, very slowly. I saw what? the video on this. And, them, and, and this one, them San Francisco hills. One of them, them, them San Francisco hills is no joke. Yeah, you seen them in the car chases and stuff. Six hours, he finally uh, got the house there and I guess they hooked it all up, but he had to do uh, 15 permits just to make this happen. So I'm, one, I'm like, how much did he? Uh, how much did he pay to have it done? Because that that sounds like okay, cutting trees back. Okay, I, I kind of get that. That's maybe not too bad. But when you gotta take up parking meters and move parking meters and put them back, I was like, he had. I guess he had to pay for that too. The 15, and, and then you had to pay for the moving service. Right. The fifteen permits and the moving service cost him. You ready for this? Oh Lord, what is four hundred thousand dollars? You got to be kidding me. Now, I ain't lived in no house what? that I would want to move that I'm that attached to. But if you live in San Francisco, moving the house that you in that you paid for, for $400,000 is a bargain compared to buying a new house. I'll give you an example. There was a house in San Francisco that caught fire. They came and put the fire out. You know, the land is expensive, um, you know, um, and it's really nowhere to build in San Francisco. Yeah, they sold yeah. the burnt down as is house for one point three million dollars. What a burned out house for a one point three house. million dollars. Yes, the owners came in, demolished the structure, and built a new house in the same spot. Well, you know, like that that makes me think like he moved it twenty blocks. If he owned the house, right, it cost him four hundred thousand to move it, right? It might have jumped in value because it's all like. Like literally, real estate is about location, location, location. Where yep. is that house at? And 20 blocks gave him a view of the wonderful San Francisco hillside, and it cost him 400000 He might have made a cool million in profit off of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know any, I don't know any house that I lived in that if I had the opportunity to pick it up and move it somewhere, that I would move it. It's like I'm not in the San Francisco real estate market, but – I ain't love no house that I would move six, 20 blocks for $400,000. That's, that's hey, just dude, crazy. Why, why you, why you playing? I grew up in the South, right? And in the South, we had a lot of mobile homes in the South. I, I lived in a mobile home at one point. My family did. And like, you could move them joints. But I was like, that sounds so weird now to kind of, think like that right it's like you do have people who have mobile homes who live in mobile homes they're on a permanent structure but you can eventually move them things places i we never moved our mobile home and i didn't know too many other folks who moved it once it was in place but that was pretty much like he had a mobile home and he just moved it he moved it 400k i, I think it was six blocks i said 20 blocks was six blocks 15 permits $400,000 for the permits and the moving service on a dolly and they had to go real slow. It was like 
almost like um, if you slowed the the uh, DVR down to that slowest frame, like one eighth. Yeah, you got real- to because like if if you're moving fast, the house is falling apart. Exactly. You gotta like inch that thing, and that's a, that's a you know that's an amazing feat to move yeah. an entire house. I wonder what the neighbors thought though. You Man. know, now you got like one neighbor like we got an empty lot. Our our house house value dropped by like 20, 30 percent in in six hours. And somebody ain't... else's probably went up. That's how the yeah. housing market is. That lot ain't gonna be empty for long. You know, somebody gonna come and buy that land from that man or whatever, and um, it's gonna be somebody building. They probably building a new house on that lot right now. Yep, you're right. Um, Australia, these shepherds found this sheep. The sheep had not had, you know, the wool sheared in like years. They sheared the sheep. It's like the sheep was deformed. It was like a sanctuary for sheep. They sheared the sheep. So it had all this wool on its back. It literally looked like a dirty snow mountain. They sheared the sheep. <laughs> yeah, I saw this photo. This is 78 wild. pounds of wool on that sheep's back, bro. I don't know how you walk around, how that sheep was walking around like that. The way they showed it, like the wool was covering his, his eyes yeah. and it was 70 extra pounds. 78 pounds of wool. So and then... They, they cut yeah. it off and he could see and stuff. And, you know, like they said he was moving around. He was like, had like a bad like hoof or something like that. That shit is heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's like, but can you imagine how he felt when they cut it off though? One, he was probably cold. <laughs> he was like, damn, it's cold out here. <laughs> but like, it just like, he can't like, I can, I can jump on top of this house right now. Mm-hmm. How many sweaters do you think you could make out of 78 pounds of wool? 78 pounds of wool. Man, you could you could make a whole lot of sweaters out of 78 pounds of wool. Like mm. yeah, that's at least 78 eight sweaters. <laughs> How many of them pairs of Bernie Sanders mittens can you make? Oh, that's just one, one, one. You getting one pair of mittens. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Um, these two ladies in Connecticut, they worked at the same restaurant, and everybody at the restaurant said, Y'all look alike, y'all look alike. Are y'all sisters? And the girls was like, no. So um, one of their co-workers was like, y'all should take like one of them 23andMe DNA tests, oh, right? Oh, boy. Oh, so boy. They, so they did. So the girls came to Connecticut from the Dominican Republic. And what they found out in talking to each other about their stories is that they was adopted, but their paperwork got switched at birth. So they took the 23andMe. They found out that they, they had... Um, uh, first cousin together found out that they were sisters. They was what? really sisters. Yeah. Wow. Working in the same diner. Same, same restaurant. Yeah, same bar. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Took the 23 of me and find out that they was that they were sisters, man. That's unbelievable. But like that's your sister and y'all working in the same, same bar. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been That's anywhere in the world, but landed up there. Anywhere. Yeah, man. So, you know, they, they was already tied and close and whole nine yards and they sisters, man. So they are uh, overjoyed with that. So those are the, those are the type of stories I like to hear, man. That's what's up. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a heartfelt story right there. That's absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this lady in Sacramento, California, she 
sent her kids to these, her three kids went to this Catholic school. It's like this high-end hoity-toity Catholic school. So um, I guess her husband is pretty well-to-do. He has, you know, he works and she's a stay-at-home mom. But what she did was she started the OnlyFans page, you know, just to make- All right, wait, 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 explain OnlyFans. Like, what does that mean? Okay, so OnlyFans is like this internet thing where you don't necessarily have to show nudity, but it's like a website where like um, people that have fetishes or just like to admire the human form, so to speak, can go on and subscribe and pay the person for their um, pictures that they post uh, on their OnlyFans site. And okay, then, so um, OnlyFans, like, like you subscribe to their site. Like if I had a site and I had people who subscribe to it, they pay me whatever amount to subscribe to that, to that, to to pretty much see me. Correct. Correct. So it could be right. pictures, it could be videos that you post, but you could do live videos as well. So yeah, so that's what they do on OnlyFans. So her three kids went to the school and she started her OnlyFans. And then what happened was somebody in the PTA, the Parents Teachers Association, found out that she had this OnlyFans. And um, it's a real conservative school. So they called her up to the school and they was just like, we don't like this. This is not what our schools value. Expel her three kids from the school wait, 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 because wait, of her wait, OnlyFans. Wait. Was she working at the school? No, she was not working at the school. Just her wait, three wait, kids what, attended what, the school. What? What her kids got to do with it then? Exactly. So you know how it be in those conservative schools and those conservative enclaves, God forbid, you know. I mean, and this is California, bro. They better be lucky she wasn't making porn on the side. But All right, but, but okay, let's uh, peep this though, Nook. How they know she had the OnlyFans site? And mm. then how they know what was on there unless mm. they were subscribing to it or people in their circle was su- subscribing to it? So what they did, the slick move. So somebody was subscribed to the OnlyFans, right? And somebody hit somebody on the inside about the OnlyFans game. Then they was taking the screenshots of the pictures of the um, OnlyFans, or, you know, like saving the picture. They printed out like on some espionage shit. They printed out like a whole bunch of pictures, put them in a manila envelope, and then gave them to the school officials. And they was like, she got to go. She's not with our values. So let, that that tell me a couple of things. One, that means your network is full of people who, who subscribe to OnlyFan pages. So that's one. That's suspect mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. Two, is that you associate with people who bootlegging OnlyFans subscriptions pictures. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a, that's a double strike. So how are you gonna take that and then give it to and then take it to the mom and say I'm gonna kick your your kids out of school? And the kids ain't got nothing to do with it. That's mm. that that that's bad form on our school. Them kids don't even need to be in our school. I wouldn't trust our school with my kids. Now I'm the glad thing, they out of there. The thing was is that the husband, he was the photographer for the OnlyFans pictures. So it'd just be like her doing regular stuff, you know, like washing the dishes or cooking or you know, folding laundry and stuff like that. Nothing like X-rated or nothing like that. But Shoot, I'm gonna start me a, a, a OnlyFans page. Show them how like dads do it. This is how dads do it. Yeah, I'm gonna show my little beer gut. <laughs> you could do like videos with the uh, 
You could do videos with like the dad jokes, like in like a smoking jacket or something like that. <laughs> I like that one. There you go. But yeah, so um, the lady found another school for the kids. The kids was upset. You know, these kids form, um, you know, bonds and friendship with the kids and they don't even really know what's going on, but they found a new school for the kids and everything is cool. They know about the uh, OnlyFans. So this school is cool. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that was like, you know, because the kid, they wasn't they fault, but I don't think they need to be in that school anyway. Exactly. Get them out of there. Now, this last one is a trip, bro. You got to put your ears on for this one, okay? Okay. So there was this teacher's aide, and he had like 20 years on the job. He worked with the special education students. So, you know, all the Zooms, um, you know, the classes are still on Zoom. So he was taking part of a school Zoom with the kids in the room, the whole nine yards. The Zoom okay. ended. All right. So... He thought he had turned his video off. And what had happened was oh allegedly oh he got Lord. up from the Zoom. Mm. And I always, still... I always double check my Zoom camera mm. and everything, make sure I'm out before I say a word or do anything. Is mm. this thing off? But what happened, Nook? Got up allegedly from the Zoom chat and he had been pleasuring himself. During the Zoom call, but you couldn't see his lower half. When you got up, you saw everything. So he got reported to the school. Again, he had a 20 years on, the, uh, I want to say allegedly pleasuring himself, 20 years on the job. So you know everybody is over officious and brought the Zoom video to the attention of the police. What I'm understanding is that the police say, no crime had been committed. I guess everybody, well, almost everybody had left the Zoom. Yeah, if, so, if everybody had left the Zoom, but you know, nobody like, to offend and it just recorded him? Right, right. The Zoom was still going. So, you know, it's reserved for like a time, like say uh, 8 to 9.15. And gotcha. it might have ended at 8.57, but they still roll on it. Yep. So, um, yeah, so he was in that. So that's what happened. So... Um, the school is investigating and the teacher's aide is um, uh, suspended, I think without pay until further notice. But um, yeah, so he didn't turn his camera off. I, you know, this is, okay. I, I don't even know where to go with this one because it's like, all right, first of all, what he was doing was natural, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's natural. That's part of the human experience. So I'm not even going to talk on that. But my thing is like, okay, so you you doing it right after you get off the Zoom call? Like he immediately? Get, he was getting <laughs> off on the Zoom call. Yeah, that's what that, that's why it sounded a little suspicious to me. It's like, you might have started that before if you had to just, as soon as you got off the Zoom call, you had to like rub one out. That was like, ah, so so that's, that's a little weird right there. And I... And even like, why is you doing it right in front of the, the computer or whatever you got there? Mm -hmm. Like what's like when you go somewhere else, when you close the computer down, it's just, you know, that's. Mm. I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. So he probably did hit the leave the meeting or end the meeting button. 
but his keyboard or his mouse was sticky. <laughs> and he didn't hit the button on from, from, from pre- previous activities. <laughs> Boy, you when know, they moved, it was stiff. <laughs> and the guy, oh my lord, the guy acknowledged it and said that he had made some type of grave mistake. And I don't know if he offered an apology or whatever, but you know, the first thing they're going to do if that's a school laptop and seize that damn laptop and see what else he got on there. You better clear like, no, Nobody don't want that laptop back. It's like, dude, we, like, we can't put this back out of circulation. Now that is very nasty. So, so yeah, man. Oh, that's... Lord. But you know, you, you, it's like, this, this is the thing. And I think I've, I don't know if I talked about this or not, but like, it is so different now as we're doing virtual meeting. The thing that we're not thinking about is like you are in a in a way invading someone's privacy now with work. Like before, work was in a physical space that you went to, and it, it had these defined barriers and rules and things how you operate, right? Mm-hmm. But now we are in a virtual world where you come into my home, right? And you might see all kind of stuff in my home, right? Yeah. Like there's no telling what you're gonna see in my in my home, and then you you it's like you're gonna tell me it's inappropriate. You mean in my house something mm-hmm. is inappropriate, and it's it's even like you know you starting to see this on some of the news shows, right? Where you you starting to see people with like guns in the background, right, on yeah. shelves, yeah, right. Like what is that? Is that is that a threat? Is it illegal? Should it be right? If like if you're in my home and you're showing up there. And it just happens to be in the background. You know, you got you got people. I think we did one story where there's a lady who had a dildo on her bookshelf in the yep. background. Yep. Or the right? kids with the BB gun. Yeah, kids with BB gun. So, like, it is, we're just in a different, different world. And, like, when you open up virtual, meaning video, then you, you like, it's you're opening up you're stepping into somebody else's space and a whole lot of stuff goes on in people's spaces, whether we want to admit it or not, a whole lot of stuff goes on there that don't happen in the public realm. Yeah. Yeah. So look, it ain't even really all that complicated, bro. You just go ahead and um, black out that video and your little icon come up and just leave it on that. And just, and they can hear and you. Dude, they, they, they also sell the little things the sliding lens that go over the little camera on, yep. on your computer. You just stick it on there and you can slide it on and off. And that way you ain't got nobody looking at you. So when you deal with the meeting, just slide the little thing on over, over the lens. And even if you don't hit the leave meeting, it's at least covered up. They can't see you. They might hear you, but. You know what else works good too? Black electrical tape. <laughs> yep, can't go wrong with that. Right over that camera, should it be sometimes I forget that it's on there. You don't need to see, just talk. <laughs> yep. All good, all good. Well, listen, y'all, this has been the Digital Gumbo Podcast after party number five. Five of these things, man. What? We rolling, yeah. man. Five episode, after parties. Five after parties. And this is uh, episode 35, so uh, we encourage you to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Digital Gumbo Podcast today. Download, check out all our past episodes. We want you to uh, subscribe so that you get notifications on your phone, 
your mobile device or even your television when we have a fresh episode up. We want you to um, rate us five stars on your app. And we also want you to um, download, subscribe, rate and review, write a review. You like this. And if you don't review, share this podcast with somebody. We talk about a lot of funny things, things in the news, et cetera, et cetera. So help your uh, friends, neighbors, family members, frenemies to develop a little flavor for the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Download, subscribe, rate and review today. Download, subscribe, rate and review today. We're on Instagram, at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo. We uh, have an IGTV channel and our YouTube channel, the Digital Gumbo Podcast YouTube channel. Man, you got anything you want to say before we get up on out of here? Yes, Doug, and this comes straight from T. Patty. So she she wanted to make sure that you and I did not forget to give a rest in peace to the amazing Vernon Jordan who passed away. Uh, amazing civil rights icon and leader who um, passed away this week. He was an advisor to um, several different presidents, head of the Urban League, worked with the National Association of Advancement of Color People, colored people, um, just a tremendous individual that served as a mentor to so many others. So rest in peace, Vernon Jordan, the world lost a giant. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to echo those sentiments as well. We didn't talk about that on the main uh, pod, but yes, uh, rest in peace to our Vernon Jordan. Uh, so many pictures came through this week and, um, you know, he is a civil rights icon who will be missed. And then uh, from the world of sports, Want to say uh, rest in peace to Irv Cross, former NFL cornerback. And for me as a black boy growing up in upstate New York, one of the first black professional broadcasters I saw every Sunday during football season wow, on the NFL today. So like him, uh, Jimmy the Greek, um, also yes. Brent Musburger, uh, yep. Phyllis George, and then later Jane Kennedy. Um, but he was one of the, he had so much class and so much dignity and he knew his stuff. And, you know, in this world, sometimes when uh, you got a little bit more melanin in your skin, you got to be twice as good as anybody else. Well, he was on point, a trendsetter. And again, now we see, you know, uh, people of color on uh, sports broadcast and, you know, there's more than three networks now, but Irv Cross was a groundbreaker. One of the first one of the first players to transition into a role with network TV. And he was a great, great man. So I want to say rest in peace to Vernon Jordan and rest in peace to Irv Cross as well. Rest in peace guys. Absolutely. All right, y'all, we're going to get out of here. This is episode 35. We already got things in the books looking forward to episode 36. Remember you can email me Nookie Bishop Jr. at gmail.com. N-O-O-K-I-E-B-I-S-H-O-P-J-R at gmail.com. And you can also email us thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Look forward to your emails and your letters. You can write and say, boo, what you like, what you didn't like, <laughs> what you might want to want us to talk about. Again, we, we might do an advice show, uh, you know, if we get uh, enough emails. And we'll be happy to open one up be able to kick it around, share our thoughts. Who knows? We might get into the advice uh, and love advice game. So you never know. Dries, what you think about that? Hey, I think we'll do a, a great job. We'll probably do a better job than um, that Dr. Love guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That, that fake Dr. Love from Florida. So 
we, we might get into that. But seriously, hit us up, email Nookie Bishop Jr., N-O-O-K-I-E-B-I-S-H-O-P-J-R at gmail.com or email us thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. March continues. March marches on. We will check y'all on the next episode. You good, bro? I'm good, bro. All right, Peace man. Peace out to everybody. Out. One love, y'all. Stay safe. Thank you.